You're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're turning our attention to the legislative agenda for visually impaired New Yorkers. And to do that, we're joined by Martin Cahill, legislative chair for the New York chapter of the American Council for the Blind. Welcome back to the show, Martin. Morning, David. How are you? Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. So in a previous episode, which listeners can find at capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download podcasts, we talked about your campaign to get the state to create an online voting portal for visually impaired New Yorkers so they could independently cast their ballots. So I want to turn now, though, to additional priorities that you have for state lawmakers before they are scheduled to head home for the summer on June 8th. What would you say is your number one outstanding piece of legislation? As the legislative chair for the American Council of the Blind of New York, uh, which is uh, an affiliate chapter of the National Organization of the American Council of the Blind, we have a number of of bills every year that we we like to support, advocate for, uh, that will help improve the lives of the blind and visual impaired New Yorkers. Um, One of the key bills that, that we're currently hoping to get passed this year is the licensure bill for the orientation mobility instructors and vision rehab therapists. So these are key services that the blind and visually impaired folk need. The orientation mobility instructors will obviously help them, like in, in the title it says it, will, will help them learn how to, to move about safely, securely, with either the use of, of the, the, the white with red tip cane uh, that everybody would be familiar with, and then, you know, possibly leading to, once they, once they can master those skills and that, you know, they, they may be in a position to use the services of a guide dog. So you can see that how, how key that would be for people who are, who are blind or visually impaired. Currently, there there's approximately 163,000 New Yorkers living with, with a blind visual impairment present over the age of 65. The vision rehab therapists, they, they provide services to, to help people live independently. So, so they can come to your home. They they will help you navigate around your own home. They will they will teach you how to cook, how to to chop ingredients. They they will help you uh, learn technologies. They can help you learn braille. Obviously, we've all experienced the, the advancements in technology through through cell phones, uh, smartphones. They 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 help with that, you know, and and teach you how to use screen readers and the computer technologies like JAWS and that, that will help people stay productive uh, through, you know, any, any, any Microsoft products, whatever they may, may want to use. Um, so, so these are services that people are specifically trained for. There currently is a certificate program offered uh, for this, but we, we need those people licensed. The fact that they're not licensed prevents them from providing services, let's say, in a nursing home. Uh, as an example, uh, the nursing home can't allow somebody in that's not licensed to, to help orientate somebody who's who's been admitted to a nursing home. We have currently two members who basically have to wait in their room for somebody to come and do sighted guide to, to help them to activities, to help them to meals. Whereas if these if the O&M instructors were licensed, they would be in a position to, to come in and teach the navigation of the facility so that the members could move about carefully and safely on their own. So, so these services, they, they help people live in place. I believe it was the 
the New York State Commission for the Blind have identified that six months after receiving these services, 90% of the people can continue to live independently at home. That's a staggering number, right? Uh, so so it's very, very beneficial to have these, but they're not licensed, so therefore they can't bill insurances. Um, and, and it's not attractive. We, we need it to be attractive to people to, to see that these courses are offered and it's a professional career that they're going into. The uh, occupational therapists are licensed, speech therapists are licensed, but the vision rehab therapists are not. Well, what's the pushback you get for this legislation as it's been kicking around Albany for a few years now? Is it simply the state's general reluctance to address legislation dealing with licensing? Are there other reservations about the bill? What seems to be holding it up? I think it was 2018. Uh, we we got it through through both houses, and it did it did get to the governor's desk, but it was vetoed. And we believe that the issue was that there was some opposition out there regarding what would happen to those who were currently certified and if they weren't able to pass the test and so on and so forth. Right. So so there there's been language changes. To, to cover that, the there was some opposition out there on some specifics around it from the Optomic Society. The, all those oppositions are gone. Anything that was out there in the past either now support or are no longer opposed. This year, we have already, uh, this bill has already passed the Senate. We are waiting for it to, to come for a vote on, on the higher ed committee. Uh, there, I think there's one more more session that that it could get in this year. So we're really excited about that, that we could possibly get it back to the governor's office again this year. And without the opposition there, I think the higher ed committee would be uh, more inclined to, to help push that forward. On the advocacy day, the American Council of the Blind of New York, our advocacy day, that, which I chaired back on May 1st, we had uh, some very successful meetings with a lot of legislators around this, including the chair of the higher ed committee. So, so we think there's a lot of emphasis on getting this pushed through this year. But again, due to the budget being a month overdue, a lot of people are trying to get their bills through as well. But we're, we're very hopeful on this one, and we do feel it will it will it will go all the way through. There's also a chief disabilities advocate uh, that was established last year by. Governor Hochul, which was not there in the past. And we do hope that we will be able to get our case across from that office as well to help support this pass. Well, for listeners who are just joining us, uh, let me reintroduce our guest. Uh, You're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Martin Cahill, legislative chair for the New York chapter of the American Council for the Blind. And I want to pivot to some other priorities for the end of the session and one of those has to do with infant vision screening. What are you looking for there? People in the blind community have, have a lot of congenital issues, um, inherited retinal diseases, so on and so forth, that, that infants should really be screened for. Um, in addition to, to general screenings, there is a mandatory screening out there for hearing loss, but not for vision loss. And vision loss could pick up, uh, a vision uh, exam could pick up other neurological disorders um, and, and try and get some early intervention programs in place. There are more children uh, surviving now with low birth weight, premature due to the advancements in medical care. 
you know, I can I can tell you of one of our members in that lives in, in New York City, uh, who has uh, an inherited condition, and as a result of that, when she was when she was born, she was she was born with cataracts, and it wasn't picked up really until she was eight or nine years of age, and at that point they were removed. Um, however, the damage had already been done because she had not been using her eyes correctly. Uh, so she is considered legally blind at this point. She had a daughter two years ago. And as a result of, of her condition, they they did a, a test on the daughter, ident- identified that the baby, when it was born, had cataracts. At six weeks old, they removed those cataracts. And that two-year-old is running around like every normal two-year-old should be and will hit all our milestones it's wonderful um that's not always the case so the the importance of the of the vision screening for for infants um and, and under the age of two will help identify if there is an issue there and and get early intervention in place uh, we, we've all heard from the medical community the importance of early intervention this is one of those cases well, what do you need to ensure that the vision screening is happening for younger New Yorkers? Um, so th- this bill will help to develop that, what the program would look like. It could be similar to the program that's out there for the hearing loss mm-hmm. uh, within certain time frames, um, you know, within a certain period of the child being born, that there's an initial, initial test and then before they're two, uh, an additional test. And so that if there are services that are needed by a specialist, those children get get referred on. So it, it, it's strictly screening. Well, finally, you mentioned the fact that the state now has a, a chief disability officer, and we've spoken with uh, Kimberly Hill, the state's first chief disability officer who got appointed uh, a little over a year ago now. What do you think of her and the work that she's doing? For example, do you feel like you have an ally or a sympathetic ear in the governor's office that you might not have had prior to the uh, creation of this post? Uh, I certainly do. I've met Kimberly Hill on two occasions this year uh, already. Um, We we did outline a number of these bills that we were going to be advocating on on behalf of. Um, So she is familiar with our organization. She's been very helpful for um, the Randolph Shepard blind vendor program which uh, is is very helpful to the people who are blind and visually impaired to own vending machines uh, throughout the state um so she's been very supportive in in that program uh, to help advance that uh so I, I think it's wonderful to have her there and i think it's wonderful that the work that she's doing for people not just people with visual impairments but but across uh, the disabled community i think she's been doing terrific work so far and you find that even though She's not someone who suffers from a visual impairment. She is empathetic, sympathetic, and understanding of your issues. Absolutely. Um, She has been, been, and she comes across as very knowledgeable. She's very experienced. Um, So she's been wonderful to to talk with, and she's been very open to to hear from us. So it's a wonderful resource uh, for the disabled community to have in the state. Well, we've been speaking with Martin Cahill. He's the legislative chair for the New York chapter of the American Council for the Blind. Martin, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, David. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org 
or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.